0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 14th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamenini I guess, Ashley, is that is that Flag Day? Uh, sure. Definitely. I think it's Flag Day. So, I think Flag Day in the middle of Pride means rainbow yeah,
1: flag. Yeah, fly those rainbow flags, or whatever your sexuality flag is. Mine's lovely pink, blue, and purple, so I'm all about that. I'm arts and culture writer yeah. Ashley Steves, by the way, on this queer <laughs> flag guy.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think people knew who you were by the tone of your voice at this yeah, point. Yeah, all
1: that vocal fry, baby.
0: I don't really eat. it's this bad? I don't even really know what vocal That's fry smart. is.
1: I mean, you know. Okay. I'll take it. Anyway, uh,
0: I'm not very <laughs> intelligent. I'm, I'm stupid, so I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. But anyway, Over the weekend in the podcast feed, we had some great stuff coming to you. Of course, we had not one, but two different episodes of all the drama from the great and the good Jan Simpson, who's going to be coming up later in this episode as well. In the regular feed, we had the very first episode of all the drama, which um, looked at the very first uh, Pulitzer Prize winner for drama, which was the 1918 winner called Why Mary? That was in the regular feed. It, of course, debuted in the Patreon feed a few months ago. And the new episode was actually in the Patreon feed this weekend. That was 1970's Pulitzer Prize winner, No Place to Be Somebody, which is great because we're going to talk about the Pulitzer Prizes and Jan Simpson here in just a second. But in... The episode of This Week on Broadway that came out on Sunday, the, as you call her, the Queen Marilyn yeah. May, joined the crew for a conversation. And as always, despite, I mean, literally being on the doorstep of 100 years old, yeah. she is as fun and intelligent as and, and bright and sprightly as ever. And on the episode, Ashley, um, she tells this great story about... Um, doing like a driveway concert during the pandemic mm, nice. in kansas city um, with her band very fun uh, it's about a half an hour into the episode i think so check that out cool. um if you love marilyn may as I everybody do. in the world should Yeah,
1: she's the best she honestly i think she puts on the best solo show still and she's 93 years old now but 94 but yeah close Bananas, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: And, of course, if you want to hear all of our broader Radio stuff before it hits the regular feed, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or radio.com slash patreon. Next week's This Week on Broadway, this coming Sunday, the 20th Father's Day, we're going to have a TOB takeover yeah. of TWOB as you, me, and Grace are going to be hijacking the mothership to be talking about Oslo and In the Heights, which you and I have both now seen multiple (laughs) times. Uh, I believe Grace has as well. We've both seen it on the big screen, so we will have lots of thoughts about that and whatever other news comes up over the course of the week.
1: We're saving them, because we could easily wax poetic about it today, but we're not
0: going to. Yes, we're not going to. No, no, no. But we do have news to talk to. As I said earlier, we have Pulitzer Prize news to talk about, because On Friday, the Pulitzers announced a number of award winners, including for drama. This year's winner was playwright Katori Hall for her play The Hot Wing King, which ran off-Broadway at the Signature Theater in New York. Began performances in February of 2020, but had its run cut short Obviously, because of the pandemic. Now, Ashley, I've often talked about my love of Hall's work here on yeah. today on Broadway, dating back to the Mountaintop. I love that show, Amazing. but she is she is definitely having a moment right now, and it's actually for sure. like, been for more than a year. Like. In addition to writing the book for Tina, which is slated to come back to Broadway this fall, her play, uh, Pussy Valley, she adapted yeah, it into an award winning TV show for stars. Yeah. yeah called It's called P Valley now. And not only does she serve as an executive producer, she's also the showrunner for that yeah, show. Yeah, which is
1: awesome. Um, so, and a and which and is a, rar- fantastic. a rarity too for that to happen.
0: Absolutely. Um, the Pulitzer Committee said of the Hot Wing. Uh, hot wing king it is quote a funny deeply felt consideration of black masculinity and how it is perceived filtered through the experiences of a loving gay couple and their extended family as they prepare for a culinary competition our own jan simpson as i mentioned earlier spoke to hall about this very show just before the shutdown for an episode of stagecraft i think it actually came out on March 14th of 2020 is when this episode dropped. Um, mm. So I will link that in the show notes. Uh, and I listened to it when it came out. It's been over a year, but I think Jan might even have predicted that it would have been a Pulitzer contender. I'm not scans. 100% that sure. That
1: scans for Jan.
0: Yeah, I feel like she might have. It's, but I like I listened to it the weekend it came out because it was right after the pandemic started. And I was like, well i did not gonna see this but so I might as well listen but um, <laughs> what's what's cool about this Ashley is that four of the last Pulitzer Prize winners for drama have been black writers dating back to Lynn nottage's second Pulitzer Prize uh this one was for sweat in 2017 then after Martina Mayoke who Jan also has an episode of stagecraft with um one in uh the uh, for the cost of living she's not black, but she is, um, an, an immigrant to the United States. Then we had Jackie Sibley's Drury, who won for Fairview in oh, 2019. The best. And then Michael R. Jackson won for A Strange Loop in 2020. So four of the last five Pulitzer Prize Incredible. winners have been black, um, theater writers, which is amazing. Yeah. Also amazing. The other 2021 finalists yeah. were Michael Breslin and Patrick Foley's Circle Jerk, which was supposed to play, um, in the summer of 2020 in, in New York, but actually ended up being streamed yep. instead. Yeah. And then we had, um, Zora Howard's Stew, which did get a run in January of 2020 at, um, at Soho Rep. Mm. So very cool. And it's important to remember that the Pulitzer, uh, board considered works um for this cycle that were postponed or canceled as well as shows streamed online they had to change the because of the pulitzers so actually i didn't get a chance to see hot wing king i don't think you did I either i
1: didn't and that's what i was gonna talk about i oh, first of all i think this is amazing i think tori hall is amazing and will stand by everything that she will ever produce including uh pussy valley slash p valley whichever iteration of it you want to <laughs> look at um I didn't get to see Hot Wing King because the run... Uh, mm-hmm. was, got, got was, short shortened. Uh, but that was, that was definitely on the top of my list for shows that I intended to see. Didn't get to it. Stu was also another one too. And it was just, that was a shorter run that didn't end up working out with my mm-hmm. schedule. So didn't get to see that. Saw Fake Friends Circle Jerk though, which I've already talked about how much I loved and was absolutely thrilled mm-hmm. to see that because it's such a weird, queer anomaly of a show that to have mm-hmm. it, you on the shortlist for a Pulitzer is just it does my heart good already,
0: yeah. And I will just say, like, we saw sweat obviously happened on mm-hmm. Broadway. Um, Fairview has not gotten a Broadway run. I don't know that Fairview would work on Broadway, no, to be honest with you, because, not. yeah, because of one of the conceits, which we won't spoil doesn't really work. So, a Strange <laughs> Loop, a we've lot, heard... That'll
1: be a lot of people to deal with.
0: Yes, that would be difficult to deal with, um, <laughs> with Fairview. But, um, which if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um A Strange Loop, as we've heard multiple times, is supposed to play, I think, at Woolly Mammoth in Washington, D.C. and yes. then transfer to Broadway. Yes. So, I feel like if we've got Sweat... Fairview doesn't work on Broadway, even at like the smallest house, it wouldn't work. Then if we get a strange loop, I feel like we need to see at least another off-Broadway run of The Hot Wing King because it got cut short. If not, bring it to Broadway. Like, you know, I I would be I I feel like we deserve to see these shows that were cut short, especially because there were a lot of. Shows by women and by writers of color, especially black writers in the spring of 2020 that had their their shows runs cut short. So it would be nice to be able to see this in one form or another. Absolutely.
1: And I think I think that's what people have more or less been asking for as well. Um, especially off Broadway. I mean, we saw that with Fairview and the Fairview had a great Mm -hmm. long run and then it came back multiple times, which is actually how I saw it. I saw it on like the third time (laughs) it was actually mounted. Um, but I mean, that's what people want to see. People want to see these acclaimed works. They want to hear, they want to see works that have great word of mouth, which all of these did. I mean, even if you didn't get to see them, you know that these were well regarded shows and, I mean, on a selfish note, I want to see them on stage incredibly badly. I hope we get to see them on stage.
0: I've talked about this before. Like, I feel like we should have one house on Broadway that is, like, always doing a great musical revival. One house on Broadway that's always doing something else. Let's have one house on Broadway that is just kind of, like, over the course of a year, doing the last year's Pulitzer Prize finalists or something. That'd be great. You know? Whatever. All right, Ashley, let's take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, our friends from ExpressVPN. Now, Ashley, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit because for my age bracket, I've always been fairly above average when it comes to being tech savvy. But the older I've gotten, the more things have changed online, the more difficult it's been for me to keep up with the changes that happen on the interwebs. All of these, they want you to have a different password for every different website. I can't keep track of all that. Mm -hmm. But... When it comes to safety, um, one of the things that I've learned in recent years is that using the internet without express VPN is kind of like being on an MTA train above ground, <laughs> of course, and making a phone call and putting it on speaker. Not only is that incredibly fun, but it's not safe thing in the world. Yes, it's not safe because all of your information is available to everybody and anybody who wants to hear it.
1: Yeah, the fact of the matter is internet service providers, no matter who they are, Comcast, Verizon, whatever, they know every single website you visit and you want your privacy. It doesn't matter if the sites you're visiting are particularly nefarious or not. ISPs can sell the information that they garner from any website you go to, to ad companies, tech giants, and then they use that data to target you.
0: Yeah, when it comes to staying secure online, ExpressVPN is your best option, which is why it's the number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, and The Verge. It creates like this secure encrypted tunnel, which means no one can get in there. It's just from your device to the rest of the World Wide Web so that no one else can see what is going on on your specific little corner of the online it's incredibly easy. All you have to do is fire up the app, click one button, and it works on phones, tablets, laptops, smart TVs, even routers, so everyone who you choose to share your Wi-Fi with can be protected, whether it's a device that's normally in your house or not. Mm -hmm,
1: Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Express VPN is definitely where you want to go for your safety, your security. It's so quick to use. could can be used across multiple devices. And you can use it to check out shows and content from other countries, which is why I love it Mm -hmm. so much.
0: Absolutely. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash broadway radio today.
1: That's EXPR dot com slash
0: Broadway radio, and you can get an extra three months free. One more time, that's expressvpn.com slash broadway radio. All right, Ashley, let's get into some other news from late last week. First up, it was announced that the Actors Fund has re-elected Brian Stokes Mitchell as chairman. I think that he's been like the chairman now for, I don't know, 38 years or something, it seems like at this point. (laughs) But they also appointed two new board members who are huge supporters of theater even though they are most well-known for their work on television. The first is TV producer Greg Berlanti, best known for creating the CW's Superhero Universe, which is affectionately known as the Berlanti-verse. But he also has created the musical TV show Eli Stone, which starred Johnny Lee Miller, Victor Garber, Laura Benanti, and others. He also, at one point, was slated to produce and direct the new film remake of Little Chop of Horrors. I don't know if the pandemic has ended that or not, but he Not was sure. planning on doing that at one point. The other new board member is Grey's Anatomy star Chandra Wilson, who before she took on the role of Dr. Miranda Bailey back in 2005, she has a, she had appeared on Broadway in three shows, On the Town, Avenue Q, and Caroline or Change. She then returned to the main stem in 2009 for a month run as Matron Morton in Chicago. She also earned a Theater World Award in 1991 for her work in second stages The Good times are killing me. Two pretty awesome additions, if you ask me, Ashley.
1: Definitely. Yeah, great to see this happen. Of course, great to see Stokes Mitchell. Uh, continue his reign. Uh, long, may
0: uh, long may he reign.
1: Long may he reign, especially after all the incredible work he's done over the p- the past year with the
0: pandemic. Absolutely. The other news is that the, the Netflix adaptation of Jason Robert Brown's musical 13 has added a few more adult stars in Rhea Perlman, Josh Peck, and Mr. Mariska Hargitay, Peter Herman. <laughs> Rhea will play uh, Grandma Ruth, Peck will play Rabbi Shapiro, and Herman will play Mink character evan goldman's father the previously announced deborah messing will play evan's mother now ashley you strike me as someone who would have a strong (laughs) affection for Rhea pearl
1: yeah of course yeah both Rhea and danny devito which come in a pair for me eternally no matter what yeah yeah,
0: no matter their marital status yeah it doesn't
1: matter they're always right in my heart (laughs)
0: fair enough fair enough Um, All right. actually I wanted to um, do something real quick because last week we talked about some shows um, that are under the Scott Rudin Productions banner uh, that may or may not be coming back to Broadway so I wanted to run through the other shows that had begun performances um, or at least were about to begin performances that have not yet announced their plans and kind of theorize about what might be happening with them love this the first is um, American Buffalo which was supposed Supposed to come to Circle in the Square yeah. in in March. Um, it did not happen, and um, or actually supposed to come and start in April. It was yeah. going to start Sam Rockwell, Lawrence Fishburne, and Darren Criss. Um Based off of what I know about um, Circle in the Square, if this comes to Broadway, it's going to have to go somewhere else. And if it's going from yeah. Circle in the Square to somewhere else, it's going to have to change, because um, they're not going to do it in the round right, in any right. other theater. So I'm going to guess, actually, because I know something is coming in the fall to, to Circle in the mm. Square, and I'm pretty sure something's coming in the spring mm. to Circle in the Square. So if it's going to come this year... Um, It'd have to go somewhere else. So I'm just going to guess that with those three big-time stars, this ain't happening, at least not anytime soon.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I've expected. If it's not happening now or as soon as possible, then it's probably going to have to wait. Because I can't imagine the three of their schedules will line up. I mean, that could be a situation that they replace an actor, uh, replace a role, but I – I'd be surprised, I honestly – because I don't know where else this show could go at the moment. I think this is going to be a situation where they better mount it immediately and get out of there and have it be a short run or – they're just not going to have time for it anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, Then there's the Book of Mormon, which we talked about. I think it's going to go through rewrites, so Mm -hmm. I would expect it to come back maybe after the first of the year. Then we have Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is already announced, or at least it's been reported, that it is planning to come back sometime sometime around February of 2022. Then we have one that's really interesting, which is Plaza Suite, which of course was supposed to um, star real-life married couple Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. It was supposed to come to the Hudson Theater in April of 2020. Well, um, currently, we know that American Utopia is going to reopen the Plaza Theater, and it's going to run mm-hmm. through mid-January. So if I were a, a betting man, and I am, uh, <laughs> I bet this will come back after that. I think this will yeah, be a, a spring show for uh, the Hudson, I feel like these two are committed to doing this, doing it together. And um, it'll be one of those things that is a highlight of the spring season.
1: Yeah. Both Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick have both essentially said, and especially Sarah have said there's no way they're not doing this. Like, they're really committed to doing this. So, I... It was supposed to be in spring last, like, pre-pandemic. Um, And right. this feels like it's an appropriate spring show, so I feel like they're just gonna hold off for whatever spring <laughs> works yeah. out for them uh, until it actually works out for them.
0: Yeah, Neil Simon is fun, it's comedy, it feels like the yeah. spring is a good time for that. Then there's Sing Street, which was in rehearsal's To go into um, the Lyceum. Right now, all we know is that last summer, the producers said that it's coming back to Broadway in a Schubert house to be named later. Right.
1: In, win- in, it's... in winter 2021, spring 2022 was their initial plan.
0: Okay. Um, it's weird to me that we haven't heard anything, especially because they've already put out a Broadway cast album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I assume this is coming back. Like this has movie money behind it. It's got a great pedigree. They've got an, a, an album out already. So I assume this is coming back. We will just have to wait and see when and where. Then there's the weird story of waitress. Like I've teased that I heard it was coming back, and then the show went and posted on their website that the we're idea. coming back in the fall to Broadway. But the longer it takes for an announcement to come, the less likely that I think it actually happens. This is the Weislers after all, so That's very they true. like they like generating buzz and then kind of under de- delivering. From what I understand, and this is between you, me, and the bed post. Um, <laughs> I think what they wanted to do, they wanted to be able to film it, which is why it was going to reopen with Sarah Bareilles. But, you know, my prediction at the beginning of the year was that we would have like six shows filmed. And so far we've only had one. So I don't know if maybe equity is making that difficult. Nobody wants to pay the money that it would take. So I hope that Waitress comes back. I love Waitress. I've talked about how much I love Waitress. Um, I just I feel like the longer it takes for an announcement to happen, the less likely it is to well, actually land.
1: Have we talked about where it's, well, where it's been rumored to go into at this point? Do we-, we did not
0: talk about it on air. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I do believe if I'm scrolling through my recently updated, I
1: know. Congratulations! Um, list. I'm looking at yeah. mine, so hence why it came to mine.
0: Um, I. Th- I think off the top of my head, it might have been looking at the Barrymore.
1: That's what I um, thought. That's what I yeah. have as far as my information goes. And I feel, like, I feel like that's something they can still do and it works out. Because Into the Barrymore after that is supposed to be Paradise Square, which begins previews at Not the end of February. February, right. February 22nd yeah. with an opening from March 20th. So they've got some time if their plan is to have a limited run and to film it. That would be still their best bet, and I think they're still it, going to do it. I would be very surprised if they pulled back at this point.
0: My only concern is that if they needed the filming money to make it worth being able to pay Sarah Borellis and Jesse Mueller to come back and do it, I, don't I mean, don't obviously, know. Sarah Borellis is a little different because she owns the show, yeah. um, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, the last one is West Side Story, which we talked about last week. You think it's coming back. Um, yeah, I've heard rumors on both sides as it is coming back, and some say it's not, so Interesting. we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But-
1: Fun. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, there are definitely some other things that we've kind of like talked about in passing, and I mean, l- like Romeo and Bernadette, which is supposed to be a spring 2022 show, between Riverside and Crazy, which is supposed to be a fall 2022 show, and then uh, has there been anything as far as the minutes? Am I imagining
0: that? No, the minutes actually had said in this this past spring that they were looking forward to coming back on Broadway. Right. Who knows if that actually right. happens? Because it was initially supposed
1: to be the court, and now the courts and renovations.
0: Yes. Um, so we don't know. Um, there's also ain't supposed to die a natural death, which is right. Broadway intentions. Um, there's a ton of things that are rumored to be coming. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I have not put the music man on my calendar, even though it technically has is on sale. Um, I just feel like something's going on there. So if you look at my spreadsheet, Ashley, that I sent, it's not on there. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll wait and see what happens with that.
1: Interesting. But. I don't know. It's on mine. I feel like they can't not do it at this point, but anything can happen. So out of that, we have, what, two theaters that are open at this point? The Lyceum and no. the Marquee?
0: Oh, no. I think we've got – is there something going into the booth?
1: Oh, the booth. That's right. was booth? I wasn't far enough up on my thing. And then the, Barry, the Barrymore, and the, well, yeah, Broadway. I'm counting as West Side Story being okay. in there.
0: Booth, um, Circle in the Square, although something's going there. Mm-hmm. The Barrymore, um, the Lyceum, the Marquee, and then um, the Winter Garden would be Music Man mm-hmm. if that ends up going,
1: there. <laughs> which I would be very, again, very surprised. Yes.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm just saying, like, I wonder if it needs to postpone for scheduling purposes with, with you, but who knows? All right, we're going long. So I, I will just real quickly say that, um, our friend of the show, Ashley Lee had in a fantastic article in the Los Angeles times about how in the Heights did the number 4% CFA, um, which is an Mm. unbelievable, um, number in the stage show, but even more visually interesting in the film. Um, it's a great talk with, with Lynn Kiara, with John Chu, with Alex Lackamore, with the cinematographer, with so many other people that were involved in making this work, um, and about how the design we're talking about, they filmed it at the, um, uh, the New York Transit Museum and all this kind of cool stuff. So um, check out that article. It is well worth it. And we will be talking. Um, oh, and of course, um, Olga Meredith is also in the yeah. article as well, who plays Abuela, Abuela Claudia. Um, we will talk all things in the Heights um, on next week's This Week on Broadway. So True. we will save some of our thoughts about that number for that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ashley, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley.
0: All right, everybody, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, Radio.com slash patreon. Have a wonderful week, and Grace and I will be back to talk to you tomorrow.